Hello, everybody out there. Anthony Romeo coming again to you on Wise Up. Today, first time ever, we have two for the price of one. We have JLL coming to us with their CIO and managing director. And we cannot thank them enough because of their hectic schedules. We have Edward Wagoneer uh, out of Chicago, um, hailing from the great state of Chicago, Illinois. A city town, sorry. <laughs> and uh, Ram, uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I know I'm gonna butcher your name. I apologize, sir, but I'm gonna try very hard. Sri Navasan, uh, close oh. enough, right? So I, I always talk about, you know, products and the industry and what's IoT bringing, 5G, how the layer one infrastructure plays such a crucial role in the productivity whether it be in the data center, in the office space, the home office, on the go. Today, JLL is a massive real estate empire. And I say this in, in a way that, you know, though they're an American commercial real estate services company, but they work in the data center. We had the pleasure of having one of their vice president of technologies talking about the data center and what they're doing in the data center to help workflow and traffic. And that guess what, folks, in case you haven't been living under a rock for the last eight months, we've been turned upside down in, 100 in over 180 countries. So companies like JLL are crucial in, in helping tenants out there that are trying to keep the ball rolling. So without further ado, I, again, gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the opportunity out of your hectic schedules. If I can ask, in a nutshell, because JLL is such a massive organization and helping so many verticals, uh, just summarize, what is it, you know, the overall, because, I, you know, I go to your website and it says, you, you, you save the planet. <laughs> you know, how, how is it that you, you're saving the planet? Is it, you know, you're planting trees on every building that you're erecting or managing? What is it that, that you say, you know, is it a slogan or do you stand by that supporting the customers to help them, give them the reassurance to keep them agile as the things are being thrown at us so quickly, so rapidly. I know when Ram, you and I were talking earlier, you were saying it was like driving on a, you know, Sunday, sunny day, nothing to happen. And then all of a sudden the world went dark. So now we have to pivot, we have to shift and we need the, the, the intelligent folks like yourself out there and the company that to service the needs of the many. So if you will, gentlemen, again, thank you. Thanks, Anthony, it's a, it's a pleasure to be with you. And you know, it's funny as you were talking about how big JLL is, and I often tell people, you know, you're, you're sheltering at home, many of you. If you look out your window, you'll see my world. You know, we're JLL, Ram and I um, could probably sit with you. And as you pointed out, different buildings outside, we could tell you what we do in that industry or for that asset or, for a very similar client. So it is a big world, but we, we help and we save the world, if you will, one building at a time and actually one person at a time because the people are what's the most important part of what we do without the people that come into our buildings, use our buildings, shop in our buildings. Even with the COVID front and center, we have huge healthcare practices. People are coming into facilities that we work with that we help manage, that we help clean for healthcare services. So our focus has been 
you know, on, on the individual users, especially coming out of COVID, how do we give them more flexibility as they come back? You're seeing that a lot in the news, right. the ability to work from anywhere. How do we create better experiences? And you mentioned sustainability. That's not just uh, how we more uh, effectively do things like energy management in the building, but it's also the, the health and safety of the people as they come back. They want to be productive, but they want to know right. that we're doing the right things to give them a safe environment. And technology, so, by the way, plays a huge role in that. Right. So, and, and one thing is that, that the show um, that we're streaming uh, on iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor, um, Wise Up has been meeting with premier manufacturers such as Cisco, Comsco, Panduit, and many others, along with service providers and um, others that are talking about 5G integration and, and how that's allowing the, the workflow uh, continue in the, in this COVID world that we're all living in. It's a, you know, it's not just New York or Chicago or up in Toronto. It's, it's all around us. We can't get away from it. And whether we're working from the comforts of our home, like I am today, it, it, it you, you can't miss skip a beat because work still needs to flow. Otherwise we just lie down and die. Right. So we need to ensure that our partners like you folks there uh, are there for us and supporting what kind of investments in, in tech space has a real estate company like JLL um, in, invested in? So, you know, if we, if we go back um, just a couple of, of years, and, and by the way, JLL has had a focus on technology and data uh, since I've been with the company, and that's, you know, 25 years. Um, but it started changing fairly dramatically as we realized that we can make better decisions, faster decisions with the, with the right data, as uh, prop tech investments started focusing on the industry. Um, I, I'll often say, and I, I use a, a US example of the Empire State Building, um, real estate people built that without a laptop. It's still standing, <laughs> beautiful, we all point to it. We'll never build another building without technology. And so in, in our new world, there's ways to do some things better and faster. Uh, you also, uh, as you were talking, it dawned on me, uh, we can't do things in vacuum. Quite often, you know, Ram meets with a who's who of, of corporations out there, and he'll always come back to me and say, you know, Eddie, this, this client, um, there's wonderful things we can do to help, but we also need to integrate with this that they have. And I think that's something that in the last couple of years has really emerged. When we go into the office, it's not just about the real estate piece of it, but it's right. the services and the experience that we get out of being in that office. And so that ability to, to integrate with, with what you do, with what other listeners do to create together that productive, flexible space where people can come and be productive has probably never been more important. So to get to your answer, our, our focus on our investments are in things that can help us uh, create those, those productive, flexible workplaces or things that we can integrate with. Um, and, and it's also not what you would always think of as traditional real estate technology. And I'll give you one example. We've made an investment in a motor company. And I've had people say, why is a real estate company? Right, I was just gonna ask you. <laughs> well, think about, build, think about what you know about buildings. There's motors all over buildings. Mm -hmm. And motor technology, they tell me, I'm not an, an expert on, uh, on motors, but they tell me that the, the base technology for that's almost 100 years old. So there is a huge sustainability play, for example, to have a more efficient motor. 
but with technology embedded in the motor, the motor can also talk to us and tell us things. So we can use that from a predictive data point perspective. Right. That's right. We can use it to cycle things down when we see that our occupancy may not be as high as it should be. And for the, the landlords, uh, the owners of the building, the efficiencies that they get out of that from a cost perspective actually adds value to, to the asset that they have. So it's a, it's a win-win-win across the board from a sustainability perspective, as well as creating value and creating better experiences for the people that occupy those spaces. I'd also add um, uh, to what uh, Eddie said, Anthony, the, um, you know, JLL manages something like uh, 5 billion square feet of real estate globally. A little bit. <laughs> so, so the external manifestation and what people associate JLL with is real estate. But for us internally, it's always been very clear that it's not the 5 billion square feet, it's the hundreds of millions of people who use and occupy that space. Right. And, and the clarion call has been for better experience in those spaces. And if we, if we think about uh, what COVID-19 has done, and this is where I think technology has a huge role to play. Uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic has challenged what we call uh, psychological contracts with space. So psychological contracts are unwritten rules or, or contracts that we have with built environments. And one of the features is when I walk into this building, this building will keep me safe. Right. Right now with COVID-19, people are questioning that. And I think the trust equation that people have with buildings can be shaped uh, much better with technology. And technology has a huge, huge role to play here. Oh, great point. Because uh, I, I was going to say, you know, based on what Eddie was saying, and you point out, it, it definitely seems that the obvious is JLL is investing heavily in technology to support um, your tenants' needs uh, going forward, not just today, but into the well into the future. But what we keep seeing, and what we continue to see across the platforms in every country, is um, your Fortune 500 and Fortune 100 companies are sending out letters of communications, uh, Disney, ABC, um, NASDAQ, and others are saying, you know, we'll see you, your, you know, our work, our employees in July of 21. Uh, you know, what is that, what is the, uh, the future of real estate look like if, you know, now you don't have all those people going into those particular spaces? I know you're making uh, all these ad, ad, um, these advantages uh, to working or residing in a JLL-run managed building with deploying of technology, but how to entice them more to come back into, as you pointed, Ram, the safe environment and letting them know this. What is what is JLL doing to you know get that blowhorn out and say? It's safe to work in our environment because as Eddie pointed out, occupancy sensors, you know, we're talking about social distancing and mask wearing. I know I had one of our previous guests on, on Wise Up. Uh, they were a, a security company, a security manufacturer company, and they have these kiosks uh, that it would do facial recognition with the mask on, temperature reading, and also occupant, you know, levels of how many people are in that space and they would know the egress. So I'm sure JLL is deploying these things all around, but how are you advertising that to the, to the client uh, so that it gives them reassurance um, that not only are you doing all this technology, but how are you marketing to the masses for the tenants that currently reside as well as the ones that are looking to uh, go into spaces throughout the country, throughout the globe? Let's, let's um, 
I want to address what you first said about uh, companies or, or, you know, saying we'll, we'll see you in, in June or July. And that may be the current thing we're seeing in the news, but let's look at what's happening in reality. And, and we'll use the U.S. as an example. People want to be back out in space. We see, we see that news where people are going to gatherings, they're going to restaurants. Guilty. We could, <laughs> we could argue that we probably shouldn't, but our human nature is we don't want to be in our basement for the rest of our lives. We want to get back out there. Right. So people will return to work. Right. The question is, and I'll use myself and JLL as an example, we've reopened a huge majority of our offices, but we did it following a plan that Ram and team helped put together about what's the right way to do it, what's the phased way to do it. And then as they communicated that out, they did it in a way that, as Ram mentioned, that gave me options and communicated how if I chose to return or because of a role that I was working, if I needed to return, how I could feel safe. And if I didn't feel safe, how I could communicate that. And technology plays a huge role. You know, I just mentioned right. just communication. How do we keep up with everything that's going on? But when I go back into the office, as an example, how do I book my desk and know that there's proper social distancing? We can use technology for that. How can we use utilization sensors? And this is a a big play where we're working with and integrating with companies like yours and others. How do we have those, those sensors in the offices so that we can actually detect hot spots? You know, the best plan that Ram and team right. will put together, we'll put it into reality and a hot spot may pop up. How do we, when we detect those hot spots, tell the work order system and the cleaning vendors that, Hey, we've got something you should go and, and, and take care of, make sure that it's properly cleaned in, in our new way. And then by the way, make that transparent, to all of the people in the office that we did all of these things that you reported to us that you said we needed to take care of. And here's, here's the proof of that so that they can see that. And that's a, that's a big way. And I, and I talked about that in people terms versus technology terms, right? That's a big way that we are helping people understand that when you're ready to return, we're ready for you. And we've got the tools and technology in place to help you be safe to help you be productive and to give you the flexibility that you need as you get back into your into your life. I, I'd also, I'd also go ahead, on, um, Anthony, one of the topics that you brought up was uh, experience, right? Uh, right. If, and this is the flip side of the argument to what, uh, what Eddie just described. If I have ultimate flexibility and I'm hyper-productive working from home, uh, why would I come into the office? So this is a question that a lot of, lot of our uh, clients ask us, and I think this has got to do with uh, with our human nature. Like like Eddie pointed out, we are, we are social animals. We are social beings, and physical environments, built environments, buildings, workplaces, have been emblematic of things like company culture, things like brand. Some of these things are intangible, and they're built over time. Social capital, for example, is built over time. Relationships, networks are built over time. Mentoring, coaching relationships are built over time. And you need a physical environment perhaps to do some of these effectively. And as we go forwards, I think workplaces will become even more driven by experience. And to make the experience seamless, and this is what some of our clients speak about, the Monday experience versus the Sunday experience. When they're at home, everything's connected, everything works seamlessly. It's Saturday or Sunday, it's the weekend, they're watching Netflix, they're on their phone, everything's perfect. They walk into their workplace, 
suddenly the overhead projector doesn't work the wifi doesn't connect so it's that sunday versus monday experience that people have and i think increasingly because the default state for people will be work from home versus work from office perhaps in the future the experience that people have when they go into the workplace will need to be even more seamless right and that's what will keep them coming back in the future right. experience yeah, and technology and by I, the way anthony if i can jump in we're talking a lot about office right but many 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 of our friends and neighbors don't work in an office right. if you think about so many of us when we went home and we would use our mobile devices to order our groceries or order consumer goods a lot of our people are working in factories to produce those a lot of people are working with logistic companies to deliver those so we've got a large part i mentioned look out your window right you do you'll see a lot of buildings that aren't traditional offices we support those 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 buildings too with the technology that they need to be productive to be safe in some cases like take a manufacturing facility there's not as much flexibility to change a manufacturing line but there's things that we can do with technology to help have that safer experience and, and to ram's point there's a large part of our population that that will their jobs will be out there in the world they can't do them from home and, right. and that's a big part of what we're focused on you know to to help those people also be safe and and all valid points i, I mean it, it's amazing to hear how your company is helping mitigate risk through this pandemic and as this pandemic this too shall pass is the proverb as, as we all know and we've heard before and we we're eventually the light is at the end of the tunnel i i i do believe that and we will get through this as as a, as a nation as a, as a globe everybody that's experienced this um everybody has been talking about covid because it's it's headline news right every yep. day we wake up and we see the death tolls unfortunately somebody's been impacted by it the infectious rates going up so, you know, all these things that you're deploying from a technology, again, this too shall pass. So once this passed, I mean, we've seen history does have a tendency of repeating itself. So the Spanish flu pandemic in 1919, when it ended, for, for a decade, we had the roaring 20s. People were sharing alcohol in a bathtub. I mean, it went from wearing a mask to sharing alcohol in a bathtub, you know, and I don't think, I hope to God, and I pray for my children's sake that that doesn't come back. But getting back into the workplace and into the environment, as you had pointed out, Eddie, uh, it, it's very important to understand that partners and, and businesses like JLL are doing these things, not only for COVID, but far past COVID to increase the workflow productivity and continue to help mitigate risk, whether it be COVID or something else in the future, um, that we could, you know, help avoid. So one thing that I would point out and I'd ask is in the real estate market, you know, we would talk about the office space, we talk about manufacturing um, and, and the transition of the two, or I should say how it might, how it kind of comes together. Um, one thing that we've pointed out on Wise Up before in the past is the, the IoT solutions, the 5G. What's your platform, or I should say, What's your direction with 5G integration? What, what, how are you as a company uh, deploying 5G networks throughout? Because you know you have workspace that is um, very either open floor plan or shared floors where you have common areas that, you know, how does somebody like myself work in a space and, and I need my cell phone, this is my lifeline. If I don't have it, 
oh my God, you know, I think I leave it home for a run and I panic and it's like, <laughs> um, so what, what technologies or what's the direction uh, per se that JLL is taking on integration of 5G networks uh, to support their clients needs now, as well as into the future, because it, it's, it's something that's front of mind. I mean, Verizon talks about it every 30 seconds you turn on the television, uh, 5G, good, can you hear me now? Or is that Sprint, whatever. But, you know, JLL, uh, being that we, we spend so much time talking about the, the mitigation of risk due to the COVID and continue of the workflow and, and continue to help your clients along this way to stay productive, what's after COVID? And, you know, what, what's on the horizon? Because, again, this will pass. And we need to be mindful of, you know, uh, again, I'm not belittling. So anybody listening, please don't think that, oh, Anthony said COVID's just this little virus thing, it'll go away. It, it's a shame what has happened. It's awful. And it's no one person to be you know, blamed for this. But at the same time, as it passes, what are some of the um, technologies that you're seeing that are deploying that will be helpful in 5G integration? So um, we had a two-hour podcast. I'm not sure I could answer. There's, there's so many wonderful <laughs> things going on. So the short answer is yes. Right. Uh, doing everything. But, okay, we're good. That's right, that's right. Um, yeah, come back next week and we'll talk more. Um, but if you think about, uh, God, there's so much that you said right there. Um, so let's start with COVID. Yes, it's a horrible thing, but we are also learning a lot and it's opening up opportunities. There were many technologies that, and Ram and I were just talking about this the other day, in January, um, we were doing stage presentations and we were talking to people about some of these technologies and, and many people were saying, um, that's great. That's nice. Maybe someday we'll get to that. And almost overnight, some of these technologies literally went to must have. Right. We talked about experience. By the way, um, COVID, as, as horrible as it is, has also opened up some other health discussions, whether it's mental health or in the US racial injustice, we're having conversations that we would not have had before or maybe would not have had as in-depth or as open. And that enables us to create better spaces for people to bring their authentic selves to work. Ram talked about experience. We talk about the people a lot. So if I keep that focus on people and get to answering your question about how do we create the spaces where people feel like they can come they can bring their best authentic self and they can contribute to what their company uh, does and provides. Let's go back and use the early days of, of cell phone as an example. Remember when a lot of us would run around and, you know, I've got to go over here to get a better signal or right. remember hang the out the window. <laughs> that's right. Remember the buildings that you hated to go in because you couldn't get signal especially some of the office towers in the U.S. in the early days when the cellular towers were pointed to the ground where we all right. were, they didn't point up to the towers. So the best space and the, the high, great views were the worst places to be for a cell phone. There was a period of time I can remember we really struggled with that. I predict that with 5G, it's going to be a bit of the same experience. The, 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 and again, JLL is not rolling out 5G networks. We're looking to partner and take advantage of them as they come out. Right. There's incredible things we can do in the buildings with it. But my prediction is the buildings that are closest to and take advantage of the 5G network 
will be the ones that attract the platinum tenants, which increases the value of the building because people aren't going to want to run around like the old days of I can't get signal or I hate this because right. I can't get the good experience. They're going to want to go in for the experience. And what does experience means? It, it means being able, uh, and, and Ram mentioned earlier, people with experience apps, being able to communicate with the building for us to communicate with them in that almost real time. We mentioned the, uh, the motor technology earlier, and I mentioned IoT uh, to, for us to be able to track utilization of space and make real-time decisions. That's a lot. You just think about utilization sensors. That's right. a lot of data that we're getting back from the building that we've never gotten in history from just, let's just think about one office and what that could produce. So 5G is a tremendous opportunity to be able to leverage that data, to push it out there to the edge, to give people that better experience and to take advantage of a lot of these technologies that, that, that uh, will enable us to create those safer spaces through those smart buildings and, and the experience that people will get. Uh, it's, it's amazing to me how far along we've came uh, with wireless integration. I used to work for a manufacturer of uh, wireless and uh, wireless manufacturer of antennas, both active and passive systems when it was LTE and 3G and then 4G. And one of the things that we were unaware of at the time was the HVAC companies were talking to the glass manufacturers, but the wireless manufacturers weren't talking to the glass manufacturers and come to find out when uh, engineers and consultants were walking the spaces and saying, oh, we have great reception in this building because there's no windows up. And then when they slapped those low E glass energy efficient windows up, it was basically putting a cinder block around your cell phone uh, antenna. So later to find out all these different things, whether it be um, repeaters where they can and can't work or a full-blown distributed antenna system, how it can support 4G, now later 5G. And I'm sure by the time this podcast is released, it'll be 6G, 7G, 8G. I mean, it's, it's evolving. And, and again, that brings me to a point just to, to wrap these things all, all together. I mean, again, I thank you tremendously, both Ram and Eddie, for taking this opportunity to come on Wise Up today and, and talk about all the great things uh, from a technology standpoint that this real estate empire, as I put it, as we recently spoke to your data center practices, um, it, it's amazing to me, we know we talk about the, the workflow, productivity, mitigating risk, it, it's seamless. It's, it's the same thing over and over. It's consistent message. It gives that reassurance to the tenants that you have today as well as future tenants that could come to you tomorrow that your company is thinking forward thinking and, and ensuring that the safety well-being number one and number two productivity has to continue otherwise again we lay down and die um one thing i would add is we didn't really touch on it and we don't have to do a deep dive because i want everybody to check out jll on their website and the, go to their about page and see all the services that we offer because we would have to spend a full day talking about where they're located, how they can come to market, what, what division, as Eddie pointed out, look out your window. There's, there's something that could be happening with JLL right now, just looking out your window, wherever you sit in listening to this podcast. So um, one thing that we started to talk about early, earlier today 
was the retail market has flipped upside down, as we've seen. And I know that um, JLL is also has a division called Red Rooster. So if, if one of you can just elaborate on that quickly and not quickly, but you know, go ahead and, uh, and uh, tell, tell us all about the wonderful things that you're seeing from retail. Because I saw I, I, I saw the JLL Red Rooster post maybe six or seven months ago. And it was, um, to me, uh, grow, growing up in the city of New York City, there was an old uh, cafe called Horn and Harton. And it was like an automat. You would put in some coins and you would get your sandwich. And and then the other uh, six months ago, I'm reading this article from Red Rooster and I'm going, what's old is new. But they were designing these, these automatic uh, service for, re for the retail, pre predominantly in the uh, fast food services industry. Um, would you mind elaborating on, on Red Rooster and what you're seeing from a retail market as well? Sure, and if, if, you, uh, if you look back, and I think we put this out in uh, press explaining that acquisition, because when we acquired it, it was very different for a real estate company to, to buy what uh, they described themselves as a brand experience company. And if you think about retail, it's big, it's all about brand. And so the mm -hmm. concept was how do we take the brand of a retailer and apply that to the real estate? What can we do with, with the real estate to promote the brand? And that's what Big Red Rooster does um, and quite successfully, by the way. Um, if, if you look at um, and there's a couple of examples that come to mind right now. And I'll, I'll go back to the example of, of the phone. We all went home. Some of us were, were used to ordering things from some of the big delivery services. Um, but I'll use my 80-year-old father as an example. He had no idea. He was stressed because he couldn't get his chocolate milk. That's another discussion <laughs> about why my father's drinking chocolate milk. Um, he was shocked that uh, a, a a bag of chocolate milk showed up on his front porch. I ordered it and had it delivered. And so he's just quizzing me. How did you do that? How did you do that? Now the man knows how to order chocolate milk and get it delivered to his house. He never knew that before. Right. A lot of our retailers saw this boom and new clients that they never had, probably never would have had. My dad would never have ordered anything for delivery like that. Right. COVID change. It was a, it was a massive change. So we're seeing with a lot of retailers, you know, there will be people that will continue to do that. And in telemedicine, I was talking to a CIO the other day. He said, people that are younger, they're seeing this massive growth in telemedicine. They don't expect senior citizens to stop going to physically see their doctor, but it will change the way they look at their retail medicine practices. Right. Similarly with our traditional retailers, we're seeing that a lot of them are saying they're going to take some of the, their stores that they have and how do they use that same real estate to create fulfillment centers. Uh, in the press yesterday, I believe it was, and, and Ram, keep me honest on this, uh, one of the, the beauty uh, chain companies was talking about embedding their stores in store in one of the massive uh, retailers. And so those are, those are some of the big changes that we're, we're seeing. And I'm talking about the physical real estate there, but all of the concepts that we talked about, whether it's, you know, using their apps to buy, whether it's how uh, Ram and I and our teams handle the logistical warehousing for all these goods and services to get it to you, whether it's your experience going into that store or going into that online app 
technology plays such a huge role and part of that. Right. And then, then just one last comment, because you were talking earlier about all of us, you can have the best product in the world. I can have the best product in the world. But to your, your example of, of Wi-Fi and, and Windows, if we create something where the people see that we aren't cooperating or they don't get a good experience because we didn't talk to each other, that's going to frustrate them. They won't use it as well as if we work with each other to create this integrated good experience right. as people go back, regardless of the industry or the asset type that we're talking about. I would, no, I, would also add, uh, I would also add to Eddie's point there, not to labor on this too much, but you know, retail, um, I think retail specifically has been greater subject to the acceleration that Eddie spoke to. So if we look at uh, the appetite of people to move to e-commerce platforms and those kind of things, uh, it was already on the way. COVID has been a catalyst. It's been a time machine. It's propelled us into that future. And if we think to uh, the experience concepts that we discussed at earlier in this discussion, I think retail stores will become points of experience as opposed to becoming points of sale. And so, you know, customers can have tactile relationships with the products that they buy in those stores, as opposed to going to the stores to buy those products. So I think it's a shift. It's a, it's a transformation in how retail is being viewed. And I think uh, Big Red Rooster uh, helps many of our clients achieve and on that transformation journey. Oh, well said, well said. Well, gentlemen, I, again, I can't, Thank you enough for taking time out of your hectic schedules to come on Wise Up today. Uh, again, we're talking with uh, JLL CIO and Managing Director Edward Wagoner and uh, Ram. I I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, you know speak and hear all the wonderful things that you and your organization is doing, how it's all integrating into one. And again, you're not you know, segmenting it, it, it's all collectively coming to, again, to put customer first, you know, that mentality, customer first, you know, listening to your customer's needs. You're shaping the future of real estate to make it a better world is, is a great slogan. I really, I've, I've read that and I, and I think I truly agree with it because every building that I've been in, every synergy partner that I've worked with, it, it's, they're, they're spot on. It, it's a full, you know, full service provider as I, as I would put it out to you. So again, folks, again, we cannot thank you enough for your comments. We'll keep on listening to Wise Up. Again, we could be streamed on Apple iTunes, Anchor, and or Spotify. Check us out on LinkedIn, Instagram, via Twitter, if you like. Uh, add your comments. Continue to add your comments, your likes, your shares. We love to hear back feedback. What could we do to improve your listening needs? Um, and again, if you need to uh, get in touch with somebody from JLL, um, if, you, if you don't mind giving the, uh, the tag is, I believe it's www.usjll.com would be the um, best contact, or you could try to find uh, either gentleman on LinkedIn or via Twitter or um, in Chicago's uh, Gino's uh, Pizzeria or Giordano's. I don't know, Eddie, which one you favor. And Ram, uh, where do you get poutine in Toronto? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that, that's, I, I know food. So that, that's, that's my thing. So anyway, um, again, gentlemen, thank you so much for this opportunity to hear from you firsthand and, and, and see all the wonderful things that JLL has done. 
before today and what's looking for the future. It's great to hear and have you here on Wise Up. Thanks again.